Welcome to the Longevity Week podcast hosted by the Longevity Forum. We will be featuring podcasts all week on the theme, The Age of Resilience, which you can catch online, thelongevityforum.com. Today on the show, we have the three co-founders of the Longevity Forum, Dafina Grapsi-Penny, Jim Mellon, and Andrew J. Scott, to talk about the amazing events that are part of Longevity Week 2020. Thank you all for joining us today. Now let's just dive right into this. 2020 marks the third annual Longevity Forum, but how is the week going to be different this year? Well, obviously with COVID, we were forced to change things a lot, but actually I'm quite excited with what we've done here. I think it's enabled us to do more events. It's enabled us to link more with our partners. So I think it's just a real wonderful breadth and that kind of goes to the heart of what we're trying to do with the Longevity Forum, which is focus on longevity, focus on the science, focusing on bringing on the business, but also focusing on the individual and what society wants to do. So we've got this sort of fantastic range of events. Yeah, that's a good point, Andrew. I mean, I'd say that the other advantage is that we're not limited by physical constraints as we have been in the other two years when we've had to use physical accommodation and, and not being able to accommodate everyone. Now anyone can join and see what we're up to, which is great. Yeah. I think the other advantage is we can plug in more to an international network, which has always been one of our strengths. But you know, this is such an important international topic and you can see that people look to the UK in terms of what's happening and getting ever more impressed. So I hope we get a lot more uh, of a global audience uh, tuning into. Yes, and we are continuing to deliver on our mission, which is kind of centered around the power of ideas and building communities. And we've delivered despite COVID. In fact, every day we have new people and partners who want to be part of this movement, which is great. Yes, the community is very enthused about the lineup this year. Now for the theme, how did you come up with the very relevant idea, the age of resilience? Because uh, we've seen that the COVID-19 pandemic has a whole load of implications. One is it's destroyed economies everywhere. Latest estimate is about the size of the US economy has been lost as a result of COVID-19 so far. The second is obviously it's had a major impact on mortality and particularly among elderly patients where we are focused in terms of building up uh, immunoresilience in our scientific side. And the third is that we need to prepare for future pandemics. And all of our speakers are in some way giving advice on how we can stop any future pandemic having the same horrendous effect that this one has had. In my own case, it's talking about food supply because the pandemic that we're suffering from at the moment has come out of agricultural malpractice and we need to do something to stop that. I'd add that from the from the outset, you know, we set up Longevity Forum to improve our collective resilience through awareness, ideas and action. And in a way, the pandemic has brought those issues to the fore and has made people question, you know, very long held assumptions. So this is really a good opportunity to go back to our mission to bridge that gap between, you know, science and society and help individuals, companies and government make decisions through the prism of longevity. You know, what will the future look like and what is our contribution going to be to that? And partly, I mean, awareness is part of resilience. And I should add that last year we were quite prescient because in our panel on the future of humanity, we did discuss the threat of animal to human transmitted viruses and how such pandemics would disrupt our lives. So watch this space for for ideas. Yeah, that was a striking, wasn't it? I mean, those words just three months later were suddenly remembered how uh, impactful those words in that panel were, Dafina. In fact, it's interesting because the business guy here, the word disruption used all the time. And my goodness, 2020 has been disrupted by uh, COVID. 
And then resilience is the obvious word to use in the face of this tough year. And of course, there's a challenge with longevity because it can be a very optimistic subject. And 2020 is a hard year to really look at the sunny uplands because it's, it's a tough time. So resilience seems perfect. And of course, the other thing about longevity is it's so multidimensional. I mean, if you really are thinking about longer, healthier lives, it's about the individual, it's about society, it's about the environment. So all those strands come together. So longevity and resilience, it's key. And of course, what we also know around longevity is it really will be less about intervening to sort out illnesses and much more around maintaining your resilience in the face of shocks. So it just seemed the perfect theme for this year. You really have a packed schedule this year. You have events from UKRI, Zinc BC, Master Investor. Now, what is your favorite part of Longevity Week? I think the Sarah Gilbert lecture will be the most fascinating one because it's highly topical. She's en route, I'd have thought, to getting a Nobel Prize because of her work. And we're all anxiously awaiting the outcome of her research because we all need a vaccine. Yeah, I mean, Sarah one is going to be amazing. It's funny, as an academic, you have to fill out these impact forms and you do wonder what Sarah's going to fill out for that one because, wow, the research that leads into a vaccine in the midst of a global pandemic is quite something else. Partly it's the breadth and diversity is exciting me. I am interested and excited by the UKRI event where I'm talking to Andy Burnham, the mayor of Manchester, because they're implementing an ageing society strategy. And I think that's what, to me, is really important because... There's loads of conferences and loads of events talking about the need to do something. The most urgent thing is to get people actually doing something. So I'm really looking forward to the Andy Burnham session to hear about the Manchester plan and why they're doing it. Agreed. I think it will be really inspiring to, to hear the Sarah Gilbert lecture, especially given she's someone who has dedicated her whole professional career to improving people's lives. So that's very much kind of in line with the mission of the forum. But there are, you know, as Andrew and, and Jim said, there are many highlights. And we really want to thank all the people and partners who have given up their time to be part of the forum this year. Absolutely. And of course, the sponsors with whom we couldn't do this event. So we're very grateful to them. Now back to the mission of the forum. Looking back on three years of the Longevity Forum, why did you start it? Well, it was funny. I, Jim and I kept finding ourselves on various panels in the States talking about the topic. And at least from my point of view, it's kind of a why isn't something happening in the UK? And then, you know, I'm coming at it from an economic point of view. Jim was coming at it from the science uh, point of view. And we felt that in the UK, there's some really good groups very much focused around ageing and ageing society. But that different focus of longevity, that all of life was important. And also, I think, recognising the need to break out from those who find the topic fascinating and want to know all about it, to actually just trying to reach out to people who may not be fascinated by it, but just recognise the importance of acting and doing something about it. So for me, that was sort of the motivation. And this lovely ability to bring in the social science and the behavioural with the science and the tech was also very appealing. Yeah, and uh, so we were fortunate to be joined by Daphina, who brings an element of practical rationality to the event and, and has the ability to, to project us onto a wider stage. So it, it was a happy combination of the three of us. And then, of course, you, Laura, have been instrumental in keeping the show on the road. But it's gained a lot of traction, and it's partly because we've made it almost like an open source software. So uh, people can tag on to the event with their own event during what we call Longevity Week, 
which is, I hope, going to become an established part of the scene in the longevity industry. In fact, it probably already is because I don't think there's anything like it in the world. I agree. There really isn't anything like it. Now, over the last three years, have there been any surprises? Well, I think to me, what surprised me is sort of how quickly things have picked up momentum, not just through what we're doing, but from efforts of so many other people. You know, Tina Woods with the All-Party Parliamentary Group, the IRC, the Centre for Ageing Better, and the political traction around recognising longevity as a, a more positive agenda with fantastic opportunities at the individual, social and business level has surprised me. In fact, in some ways, I think the, the traction we've got is outpacing the answers we can provide. So I, I think that's the really important next stage. It is about making people and governments aware of the potential, but also then coming up with policy and the commercial products to support this longer, healthier life are going to be key. Awareness and support certainly will be crucial going forward. Now, as a final question, what do you see as the next steps for the forum? Well, as soon as this week's Longevity Week is over, we will start planning for uh, 2021, whether it be at a physical event or a virtual event or uh, a hybrid of the two. Obviously, we will start looking at the themes for next year's event, but what we know is that we want to make the event even more global. Uh, so we're looking for international partners, and we're already in discussion with several of them, as well as a number of potential partners and sponsors. So for those who are interested in our plans, they should get in touch with us. Absolutely. And I think if you look at the growth and the progress we've made in three years, we're hoping that next year we'll just continue that. So have more events uh, linking, as Davina says, with more international partners and just pushing this agenda forward. I think also it would be good in the 12 months between now and our next event, uh, we'll be looking to put more material on the website, uh, longevityforum.com, and just keep pushing that intellectual agenda but also using that as an opportunity to bring in decision makers and influencers to make things happen. Yeah, and Laura, a sort of closer on this one. I used to have an apartment in San Francisco, and a couple of times a year, there are massive conferences centered around Silicon Valley events. So you've got the Apple Software People's Convention, and you've got the Oracle Convention, both of which bring in about 100,000 people. Now, to my mind, at least, the longevity issue is much more important than the iterations of software. And it would be just a dream for us as the founders of Longevity Week to have a similar convergence of people, ideas, thought leaders, etc. in London on an annual basis to focus on this immensely important subject. Sounds fun. Look forward to that. Well, we'll all look forward to that. Thank you so much, and thank you for everything you've done in the space of longevity. Thanks, Laura. This broadcast has been brought to you by the Longevity Forum as part of Longevity Week 2020. We are very grateful to our sponsors, Juvenescence, Bill Dickinson, and Burnbray. For more podcasts, visit our website, thelongevityforum.com, or follow us on Twitter, longevity underscore forum. <laughs>